This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. He's not a bad baby. He's Ryan Nelson. Justin, it is always a good day when I get to hear Carl Weathers say, Mando! Mando! <laughs> yes, we are actually going to talk about that in a little bit. So, uh, if you've been listening. All, always a good day. Yes, it is always a good day. I, I love that. Uh, his way he says Mando is it's just fantastic. Uh, if you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the first episode of the third season of The Mandalorian titled The Apostate. And that's another thing I like about the show. They give me the title right at the front. I don't have to go hunting for it. So that always makes me happy. Uh, if you are new or a regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast. And you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to podcasts, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. It doesn't matter if you're signing up for as low as the $3 level, as high as the $20 level, or any level in between. You will get the show completely ad-free on the Patreon app. Just go to our Patreon page and sign up there, and you can get the show completely ad-free. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can leave us a five-star rating at both places, and if you have time... Write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Send us any thoughts, any questions, any just comments you would like to add to the show, or if you have any suggestions for things you would like for us to cover, we'd love to hear from you there. So uh, head to your email and send us an email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the third season of The Mandalorian. It is our first time to cover, well, sort of kind of, this is sort of kind of our first time to cover The Mandalorian, uh, <laughs> so which we'll be talking about in a second. So, uh, but just real quick, uh, general thoughts on this episode, uh, before, then we'll kind of backtrack a little bit after that, though. So, it just felt comfortable and it felt right being back in Mando's world. Yes. The Mandalorian world. Uh you know, man, you had you had a caper of the week. Right. You had cool music. You had Mando and Grogu. You had Carl Weathers. Yes. It just it felt like you, it was felt so familiar and just a place I love being. Yes, uh, you, you're you're very much on the kind of same page that I am. Look, I love this show. I, I, I it is just one of my favorite things. It is a it is mm-hmm. very much kind of comfort food when you talk about things that i just enjoy watching i mean just being able to put this show on and just you know enjoying the world they're in the the interaction between mando and and grogu and just the other characters on the show it is just fantastic i just love being back in this world you know i love you speaking you know you talked about at the very beginning hearing carl weather say mando uh yeah. if you watch if you listen to the watch podcast i got to hear chris ryan say mando 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the way yeah. that he talks about it is just fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, I love that. I love hearing other people, you know, just kind of talk about how much it, they enjoy watching this show just because it is so mm-hmm. such a comforting show. And, and like I said, I, I, there's so many different things about this show that I love and that I enjoy. Uh, and this show is this episode is right there. Look, this is not. I'll, I'll say this: it is not the best episode, but yeah. I didn't expect it to be the best episode just because it's it's a table setter, and that's right. that you're you're basically having to kind of reset where you're going in this because the first two seasons were all about getting Grogu to a Jedi and getting him to his people, as they kept referring to by the armor, but. That's been done, and he's not going to be with the Jedi. And so now we kind of got to re-establish, reestablish what the point of this this show is going to be. And it seems like it's going to to center around. It seems like it's going to center around getting atonement for for Din Djarin and the ultimate ruler of uh, Mandalore. Who that is going to be? That seems to be what we're pointing towards. And but they have to kind of set all that stuff up. That's what the first episode is basically all about. So. Like I said, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I love just it, it's a shorter episode. And that's one of the things I like about this show is they don't seem. I thought it was too short though. Yeah, it could have been longer. I, think, I wanted more. Yeah, I think it could have been longer. I think they probably could have rolled this into the second episode. Uh, I don't know how. Yeah. Long, uh, from what I understand, the second episode is supposed to be a banger. From under, from what I have heard, so I, I wish they had done that because I will say that was one of my. You know, we wasted a quarter of the episode with the first scene, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, but I was like. Uh, I wanted more Mando and Grogu. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about, before we get into the specifics of this episode, let's talk about some some things and some decisions that have been made. Obviously, this isn't the first time we've seen Mando and Grogu since the end of Season 2. We got them, and surprisingly, we basically get a Season 2.5 in Boba Fett, in the Book of Boba Fett, which we covered here on the show going back and thinking about that and now being back at the Mandalorian, do you, do you think it's a mistake to have done the reunion on Boba Fett? Then instead of doing yes. it here? Yeah, it is. And I'm with you. A huge mistake. Yeah. Cause it's, there's something else that happens in this episode too. They're getting to where Marvel was, where I don't want to have to watch right. every cartoon, every animated thing, right. every other show. To know what's going on, and if I want to watch my certain Marvel thing, right? And, and I don't want this to happen with the Mandalorian, and we're going down that road. I, I, I think I said this when we watched Boba Fett. And I don't remember; it's been a while. Obviously, it's been a little over a year. But I think I remember thinking it's, it's this. in the archives. If you want to listen, <laughs> that's by the true. Way. I can go back and listen. <laughs> if you haven't, go back and listen to our. If you saw Boba Fett and you're you're new to us, then you can go back and listen to our thoughts on Boba Fett because uh, it's one of the first things we ever did. But one of the things I remember thinking about the Boba Fett was I thought that the reason they ended up putting Mando in episodes five, six, and seven of that show and reuniting Grogu and Mando there in episode seven was because when Filoni and Favreau were writing this and, you know, they had always planned, they had planned to do a Boba Fett movie. That was the original plan when, when Disney got a hold of the, the got a hold of Lucasfilm and they bought it from George Lucas. The plan was to do a Boba Fett film, kind of like they did with with Solo and with Rogue One, but it just never really kind of worked out. So they 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 changed course and went to a show with with Boba Fett. And I think when they were writing it, they realized, you know what, Boba Fett in in theory is just you know kind of 
in just it's, he's, he's a, a side character. Yeah, he's a side character and trying to like flesh out stuff for him it doesn't work as well. And I think they understood this when yeah. they were writing it and they're like, okay, we got to do something here. And so episode five, we'll just turn this into the Mandalorian. We'll we'll just pay because. Pedro Pascal is not in the suit in Boba Fett. He's not in it at all. He's yeah, just reading right. lines. So we'll just pay Pedro Pascal to read some lines. We'll pay somebody to get in the suit. And we'll add a little bit to our budget. And we'll try to connect. Because there is no question. If you go back and watch that show, Boba Fett. If you go back and watch that show, the best episodes of that entire season oh, yeah. were five, six. And well, seven was well, kind of a disaster. Did, but <laughs> Did you go back and watch the season uh, two of uh, Mandalorian. No, nah, no, I haven't watched it recently. No, I, I did, oh, did last you? week. Just curious, and it made me more angry at Boba Fett because the episodes that Boba Fett are and good. Shinnick mm-hmm. are Finnick Shad. Finnick Shad, yeah, yeah, are really good. They Boba are. Fett is awesome. He's good as a side character. He does not need yeah. to be the lead. He does not yeah, need yeah. to be the lead. But yeah, you're right. I remember that from season two that the se- episodes that he were in, which I think and, was and six the and trailer, seven. Yeah, he's in the last two. No, he's in the last three. I think three. He's yeah. in the last three, and the trailer they have at the very end of the last episode where they drop Boba Fett, I was so fired up. When I watched it again, I was like, "God, this is a good trailer." Yeah, it really was because and what they but, did with Boba Fett is uh, they tried to instead of making him an anti-hero in that show, they tried to make him an actual hero because yeah, that if, was a mistake. If they had given us where he goes in and kills the guy and he's like just kind of killing everybody who's kind of standing in his way of being, mm-hmm. you know. If you want to make it like he wants to try to redeem Tatooine, so he's going to kill all the bad guys that are making it, but he doesn't do that. I mean, he's right. He's just he's just awful. And like and, I said, and that horrible skater punk group. Oh uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about the mods again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to relive the mods. Uh, but like I said, that's kind of one. That's the big issue. Is you know, it is a yeah. mistake to. Uh, I'm in agreement with you. It was a mistake to reunite them because the only reason why my wife knows that. That they reunited them in Boba Fett is because I watched Boba Fett, and that's the right. only reason she knows. If she hadn't, if because like I said, she doesn't watch anything Star Wars outside of this, just because of the fact that the only reason she watches this is because of Grogu. If I hadn't told her that, she would have been completely confused about why they're together again. So, well, what's weird is so in the recap to start the episode, you have armor saying the whole speech about like you've taken off your mask right. mm. you can no longer then they do it again yeah in, in the episode right because they're basically saying if and you my didn't wife watch was it like did we my wife was like didn't we just watch this i said i know it was above that yeah but they've got repeated they, they have to and that's it really kind of hurts the beginning of this of this episode because you have to kind of like okay for those of you who didn't watch boba fett yeah. Here we are. Wink, we, wink. Yeah, we we did this already in Boba Fett, but we're doing it again just because you you may not have seen it. And like I said, it does hurt the beginning of this of this show to, to say the least. Uh, now, so let's kind of get into it. The opening of this show, we start off with the armor. She is making something. We don't really know what it is until she gets done, and it is a helmet. And did you think this was a flashback? That was what I was about to ask you. Okay. So yes, what, I did. Okay, I did. you did. Everybody else did. Hey, here's the thing. I, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. I seem to be the minority in, um, on this. Well, that kid looked like they showed Dinjarin as a kid, and I swear he looked like that kid. I know the mask looked different, right? The mask, and that's the reason I didn't, just because the mask looked different. And yeah. but the reason why I think a lot of people are is just because we still don't know what 
Emily Swallow's character looks like. Obviously, she probably looks like right. Emily Swallow, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the armor... Who is a like, 35-year-old attractive woman. Right. She's had but, the, you know, this helmet the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we don't know what she looks like. So whenever you see her, she could be... It could be 20 years in the past. It could be 20 right, years in right, the future. Right. So yeah. I can see why people thought that. For some reason, I didn't. Uh, so when I started hearing people well, say... Well, like I said... They've showed Din Djarin, right. and he kind of looks like that kid. Yeah, he does. He he does look like the kid. For some reason, though, I just I guess it was because the helmet looked different. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even associate that. But you're you're not in the minority. I'm going to the minority on this. Yeah. Everybody thought it was going to be a a flashback until we get to the until he actually shows up. Uh, but like I said I, I, for whatever reason I did. But that does. It's one of the things that they can do if they want to. Yeah. Because the 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 children of the watch that particular sect of Mandalorians because they have to have their helmets on at all time if they want to do flashbacks with them they don't have to like de-age anybody right. they don't have to do any of that type of yeah. stuff they can just they can just have them in their normal role so it works out for that but you mentioned it a second ago uh, this is a this is a cool scene I, I you know I'm looking I wish I understood this this ritual a little bit more when they're putting this helmet on this child why they're in this lake and you know if you're going to be uh in the world of star wars if you're going to be doing rituals in a lake you might want to check for you know gigantic crocodiles crocodiles. (laughs) like yeah yeah can we prepare a little bit like you know like if we're doing something in the water in you know in the south we gotta look around to make sure there's no snakes or anything like what are you doing so, so they get attacked by this huge crocodile, which is, according to Wikipedia, Wiki, Wiki, cool. yeah, it was. According to Wikipedia, this is dinosaur turtle. That is the actual name, which is a really oh, okay. that's a disappointing name considering the fact this is coming from Star Wars. But yeah, uh, so they call it dinosaur. I'm still calling it a giant crocodile. It looks like a crocodile. You could call it grief carga. <laughs> you really could. You could call it grief carga. You're not wrong. Uh, but they get attacked by this giant crocodile, and the, look, the children of the watch, they're having a bad day because they're getting yeah. whooped at this point. Yeah. They are. Uh, but I do think it's really cool when, before we start this, you see all the children of the watch and they all have their helmets on. Just the differences in their helmets I thought was really cool. I thought the whole thing was cool. I thought the monster looked good. I yeah, kind of remember Boba Fett not having good special effects. This had really good. Yeah, they they really went in on the special effects on this. And you know, they're like I said, they're having they're having a bad day with this. Things are going are. poorly for them. Well, their plan wasn't great. Like they were trying to get on top of it and yes. like uh, rope it. Like, buddy, this isn't a bull, right? Well, at some point, at some point, the plan should be. Run into the cave. I mean, that should yeah. probably be. The- well, you're right. The, the the guys who got on their backpacks and like were shooting it, they had the right idea. Yeah, they did. They had the right idea. Get out of its. Get out of the range of it. But everybody else just seems to be having a bit of a. My, a- my favorite part was the guy who got on it and was trying to ride it. Yeah, and he gets thrown. Like so far, and you hear him go, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, Paz Vizla, who was the guy who challenged, yeah, uh, Mando in the book of Boba Fett, he's having a tough time. He's he's the one with the really yeah. cool, like, Gatling gun thing, mm-hmm. uh, but he was having a tough time. But you really don't know where it's going with all this, and then all of a sudden, you hear that little recorder sound. Oh, that was cool. The, the blast come in, uh, with Mando, and I love everything about this just because one and Mando's music, yeah, that's good. That, like you said, that recorder of Mando's music, that's yeah. like they timed it just so perfectly. Yeah. And like I said, 
for everybody else like you were probably thinking, oh, okay, well, this isn't a flashback. I was just thinking, oh, this is kind of cool the way they introduced oh, it yeah, again. I forgot Mando's music, you said, was done on a recorder. Yes, yeah, it's always, like I said, which is so weird, the fact that really cool music is done yeah. by a recorder, and that's the worst instrument in the world. Uh, no, so it's great that whoever came up with the theme music figured out a way to make a recorder, because if you have a child and they, you had to sit there and listen and play a recorder <laughs> in fourth or fifth grade. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> Uh, like I said, just a lot of fart noises, <laughs> but that's true. You're not wrong. So, uh, like I said, just absolutely fantastic. I th- but it, then we get that issue that we kind of talked about. We're having to re. Well, let's talk about this. So they land, and you know, Mando just kind of looks over. Then you have Grogu who just pops up in the oh, back. <laughs> that was that was so awesome, man. I watched that like several times. It's so good. Because when they, when they first introduced back in Boba Fett, if this idea of him getting this Naboo Starfighter as his like main ship, I was like, I don't know that that works. He needs something like his original ship because like he's got a kid and he needs to be able, but like if we can get some of these visuals that they're showing us here in this first episode of the third season I'm like oh okay this this works completely for me so uh because him popping up crawling in through and like kind of sleeping in his arms we'll talk about here in a second oh, just just fantastic so, so but we do have this issue all of a sudden now we got we got to re-explain you took off your helmet you have to let somebody see you the you gotta get atonement yeah so we have to relive all this and we have to go through this. And this, like I said, it's not that it's bad. It's just that you've already done it. And now we're having to relive it just because right. of the fact that you made this decision to do a season 2.5 in the book of Boba Fett. And I think it's just a bit of a mistake overall in general. So that's just kind of me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so after they have landed, after they've kind of gone through this whole discussion, and he basically convinces the armor that maybe the planet's not, Mandal- the planet of Mandalore is not just completely poisonous. Maybe he can get down there. Maybe the mind, the, the living waters that he has to bathe in, maybe that they're, they're still there. She says, this is the way, and they go about their way. We get, this is where the space walls come in, right? Yeah. Or was uh, it? Oh. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, it it is. Is. So they're going back to Navarro, and this is where we see Grogu, who is looking out as they're traveling in hyperspace. We see the space whales, and you kind of, I'm assuming you referenced this a second ago, just real quick. Yeah. You obviously, you haven't seen Rebels. I haven't either. I've done a, yeah. I had done, even before I started watching uh, The Mandalorian in the first season, I did a lot of background reading on kind of things that would affect this story from from rebels and from the clone war so i i'm i was aware of this how much were you aware of what these things were before you saw this i had no idea what what this was i i know now they're the purgles yeah the purgles Mm -hmm. and they appear to have a big storyline that this could be telling us something is coming well it's it's just i think it's i don't think it's as big of a deal in this show as much as it's like letting us know that 
it's going to more tie to Ahsoka because in okay what happened in Rebels, and like I said, I've just done reading on this. I haven't actually seen it, but in one of these days, I plan to go back and watch a few episodes. There's, a, I found a list of, I found a article that listed like quintessential episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels that you might want to watch uh, if you're watching The Mandalorian. So I'll probably go eventually watch the, like those episodes that are listed there. But basically, in Rebels, Ezra Bridger uh, learns that at some point in the course of the four seasons of Rebels, I think it's four seasons, he learns how to communicate with these purgles, these basically these space wells, which have the ability to travel in hyperspace. And in the series finale of Rebels, they're basically to save everybody else from Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, he he calls them in, and he takes these purgles end up going into hyperspace. They take his ship that he's on with Thrawn, and take them into who knows where in the galaxy. We we have no idea. We haven't seen from them since. But I think this is more just letting the people know that, especially if you're going to watch Ahsoka, yes, we are going to address the Grand Admiral Thrawn. We're going to address Ezra Bridger. All that's coming. I don't even know if they've cast either of those characters at this point but and i think they may have i haven't looked into it but i may try to look it up here in just a second but and i'm always cool with like easter eggs like this even if i don't know i will say i was a little bit more like after i heard about this i'm like oh god do i need to go watch Club Wars? right but i don't think i will say yeah i don't think I don't, that's gonna be i the don't case. think so yeah yeah but I, I will say i did feel a little bit like is this like marvel Come on. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go down there. I think this is more of an Easter egg, just letting people know that it's kind of like rewarding those people who who yeah, did watch it thinking. and who watched Rebels. Like, hey, here's your purgles. Yeah. Yes, we are going to. We're yeah. going to eventually get to the Ezra Bridger. We're going to get to Thrawn. All that. We're going to address it all once we do the Ahsoka show. But uh, so and, that's coming later this year, by the way. So. And I gotta say, they look pretty cool. Yeah, they did. I mean, we didn't even see the full thing. So. And they scared Grogu. Yeah, they did. Grogu was like, oh. Wow, like he was kind of fascinated at first, but then yeah. he saw like four or five of them. He's like, and oh. how big they were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, I think I'm gonna go cut up with Mando. And, yeah. and this is one of the things I'm gonna talk about with with Grogu. Uh, like they seem to have found like another level with this little puppet. I agree. I agree. Because, and I think a part of it is just the story, because the, the original story in the first two seasons, you got them trying to figure out, you know his future is kind of in flux because he doesn't, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's very attached to Mando. And that's one of the things that becomes like one of the talking points in the second half of the second season. When once started with, once they run into Ahsoka and we learn his name, uh, that his name is actually Grogu. One of the things that kind of becomes clear is that he's very attached to Mando. And this is kind of the thing, you know, once they find a Jedi and it ends up being Luke, you know, He's going to be. He's so attached. He doesn't really want to leave, but he goes. Ends up going with with Luke, and that's kind of the whole thing. His future is very much in flux. His future is no longer in flux. That has. They're not trying to find his where he's going to be. He's going. He's basically the, the child of of Din Djarin at this point. He's the adopted yeah. child, and because that is kind of no longer in flux, he just seems to be much more like a kid in in this. And yeah, I think a, it's just a good way of talking about it. Yeah. I said, and they seem to have kind of figured out, I mean, just this thing that we're doing here in Navarro, uh, obviously we're about to talk about Navarro, but, you know, spinning around in a chair, but, you know, uh-huh. using the force to push himself. I mean, which is just so fantastic. Stealing candy. Stealing the candy. Because, you know, ever since we started watching Star Wars 
t movies and now television shows, the Force has always been this revered thing, and that you have mm -hmm. to have this uh, this great respect for the Force. And you know, you got this little kid who's just pushing himself with, right, with right. to push a, to spin a chair, which is just so incredibly fantastic. It and is. It is. he is a. I mean, just the fact that when he gets this avilion, or I can't remember, I think that's how you pronounce avilion, and he like wants to like hug it and like wants oh, to take man, it as a pet. So good. Like I said, they have found another level with this little puppet, and it is just fantastic. Uh, but so they get to Navarro, and let's go ahead and talk about this because we didn't talk about this a second ago. And this is one of the reasons why I think they do this. In an interview this week, John Favreau talked about the time lapse that has taken place do you care about the fact that this apparently has taken like he, he basically says grogu was with luke for like two years the first two seasons of the mandalorian took place over like four or five years do you care about this is this important what do I you think no i don't think so i'm surprised people were upset about this yeah, i don't no. know why i don't really know why people are upset about it either i, I, I mean it's hasn't it been like five years that this show's been on uh, well, it debuted in November of 2019, so about three and a half years. Yeah, so. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I'm surprised that people got upset about that. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I don't, also don't think it really needed to be, like, I don't know people are really truly no. thinking about it either. So, like no, I said. No. I, no, in a show like this, I have no clue what time is. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. And I don't really care. I mean, the only reason why I can see that he would do that is because Navarro has obviously come a long way. Because when we first saw oh, it. Yeah. In the first season of, of The Mandalorian, it was to quote uh, to quote uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. It was a hive of scum and villainy uh, to, <laughs> that was being led by by Grief Karga for the most part. He was kind of the leader of the hive of scum and villainy, and now it has completely changed. He is now High Magistrate. Uh, yes. He is High Magistrate uh, Karga. Which look, Carl Weathers is just fantastic I, I love him i'm so glad they got him for this show me too he's not in it much but he when he is on it he just provides a kills it yeah he just is so great in it what do you think about Chris Carter? I, I love carl weathers this is another person that you're just like why was he not a bigger star i know it had to be something about him being black i mean right. it's just obvious in the time but that like, he was coming he, up in yeah mm -hmm. the because like he's in several of one of my like Rocky the first Rocky Rocky right. Four Predator uh, Arrested Development uh, Billy Ma Billy Ma no Happy Gilmore yeah Happy Gilmore like, he's in that mm -hmm. he's in some of my favorite stuff of all time if I, ne I never even thought about like how much others has you know been involved in my life and stuff I love yeah he's like, a, he's in a lot of things really mm -hmm. made this show me appreciate how much I enjoyed Carl Weathers yeah and he, he is perfect for this role yeah yeah he's great in it like I said and I love the fact that they have really given his character an arc because we've got yeah. him at the beginning of this thing like he wants he's one of the ones that wants to kill Mando at the beginning he wants to he wants to bring in he wants to bring Grogu in as the bounty this is one of the things that he's wanting to do and then just as you know his character completely changes there at the end of the first season when when Grogu uses his force healing powers to to heal grief and that just you know completely changes he the character of grief Karga, and now he is basically trying to you know reestablish uh navarro as like this independent from all the other stuff as this you know this great trading post uh i love the fact that he's he's very much a politician in this he is very much a politician yes uh yes. but he is so just incredibly like 
just i'm going to get my marshal i'm going to you know oh you could be a landed gentry i haven't heard that phrase in forever it, it made me think like are we about to see Cobb vanth is he coming out of that tank i think we'll see him before this season is over i, I think but so. i wonder if he's gonna be the marshal of that place yeah somebody mentioned that but i can't see him leaving tattooing that's the that's the issue yeah. there i can't see him leaving tattooing he that's seems true. he seems to be really invested in that little part of tattooing like moths i can't God, remember why <laughs> well, it's just terrible. Well, I mean, it's his, it's his little, it's his, it's his it's home, his home though. So, yeah. uh, but like I said, I love the fact that he's got these little droids that are carrying his his train around. Uh, like, like, yeah. but why do you have these tiny little droids? I mean, they're not really lifting it up off the ground for you. If you're gonna have some, yeah. if you're gonna have some right. droids know, around. Man. Oh, and they also they address Gina Carano's. That's character. what I was going to get to. So. In two lines, they address Gina Carano's absence from this show because they're asking about Mando and Grief Karga are talking about him needing a marshal. And he says, what about, and Mando says, what about Marshal Dune? And he says, after uh, Moff Gideon was arrested or whatever, they'd been taken off, she was recruited to be basically a higher up and that's it. Are you okay with the way that they just I, give I her think her character? That's fine. And let me just say this. Gina Carano is still friends with the people in this show. Right. Don't, no one is ever fully canceled anymore. Right. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see her again. It won't be this season. It may not be next. But we will see her again. I'm calling it now. Hey, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think I think yeah. you're right because I mean, uh, this gets into the just the whole. She said some really stupid stuff. I mean, if you don't remember yeah. what it was, it basically she was. I'm, I'm not going to go into it, but it was well, it was they, dumb. Plus, they asked her to stop, right? And, and she, she did. Didn't. Yeah, and it's not. You know, like I said, if you're a conservative, it wasn't because she's conservative. She was she was going down a road that was starting to tie things about nazis like just i know you yeah. want to try to make a point about nazis and if it's you know if you think people are don't, acting don't like ever make a point about nazis. like well, even if you're trying to say that these people are aren't good just don't i mean like i said yeah, if, yeah. you're you're going down a path that you don't need to go down and when, when you start trying to compare people to Nazis, it may not come off the way that you want it to. And right. I think this is kind of the, was the case with Gina Carano. She started, she spouted some stuff trying to compare people to Nazis, and that ended up going poorly for her. And like I said, it's just don't if do you it. Act, if you act remorseful, which she hasn't fully done, if you act remorseful and you continue on being, good, being a good person, I think she'll be back. Like I said, for what I understand, right. she's still friends with Pedro Pascal and Favre. Right. So, like, She's going to be back. Yeah. Again, I'm going to repeat this because this has to be people. No one is ever fully canceled. Yeah, you're right. Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby are still doing comedy. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And look, they tried to cancel James Gunn and it didn't work. So, I mean, he, they yeah, eventually brought exactly. him back. Now he's running a studio. Yeah. No one's canceled. <laughs> so, well, well, you're, I think you're right. I think it would surprise me if they bring her back. But it cost and her. I hope so. I enjoyed her character. Yeah. And they were supposed to eventually do a spinoff oh, of yeah. her character. So, and that kind of fell through after all that. So, uh, well, I bet Carl Weathers was pissed. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. So, uh, but we, then we see this uh, space pirate and his crew, Pirate Coxswain, and I love this thing just because, like, this pirate is 
dead set on having a drink at what used to be a bar that is now a school and yeah. he is like i'm going to drink here and grief carter's like no that is my school you're not going to drink at the school like i think this entire scene could have been avoided if somebody just says hey it's a school there's no alcohol in schools right. what are good you gonna point. drink yeah. i mean yeah, like that's, that's a that's a very good point <laughs> yeah we, why are we fighting there's nothing in there for you man. i mean if you want the blue milk which i'm assuming like every other school they serve milk so it's probably blue milk since it's dark wars you can go have some blue milk but outside of that you're not going to have you know any libations there in the school so like somebody should have just said there's nothing to drink there let's go back that's why i keep saying go to the office but nobody said i don't know what you're going to drink because you can go into the school all you want it's all gone it's not there but well i like this scene too because we get to see him threaten grief cargo and carl weathers is like not today son yeah, that's one of the things I like about this. Even though Grief Carga yeah. has gone all politician on us, he's still... He's still... Yeah, he's he still, still Grief Carga. And yeah. we get this... And it's also one of the things I like about this is we get kind of the old-fashioned Western shootout. Uh, they're yeah. both showing their guns, and it's just a really oh, man, cool like fun that. scene. Yeah, it's just a really then, cool fun scene. And then Mando takes out half the crowd. Yeah, so he takes out the other half of the crowd as well. And it just kind of shows us the grief card. Yeah, he may still be a politician, but he's still not a politician you really want to mess with. That's right. Uh, but then we get, we learn that basically Mando is looking for, he wants to get IG-11 because they've turned him into a statue. And when I first saw the statue, one, they kind of spoil this. I, I, this is one of the things I didn't like about the recap because the first thing you see in the recap is IG-11. Yeah, I know. So you know he's going to play a part in the right. in the show coming up. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of would have liked... And the, so I immediately started thinking, is Taika Waititi back in this? What are we doing? Uh, uh, but he wants to get IG-11, so they pull down the statue, they get his parts, and they try to reactivate him, but he has reverted to his original programming, and he tries to kill everybody in the, in the room. Uh, what do you think about that scene? That that was fun because it has a great line that I may be repeating later. It was a great scene, you know. Never trust droids, man. <laughs> what are we going to learn? Yeah, I know. You never should never ever trust a droid. So, uh, so at this point, Grief Cargo says, you know, there may be somebody who can put him back together, and they're walking through, they're walking through town to get him. Uh, to try to take him to these droid repairmen, we see the Avelians. I think it's how their their names pronounced. But if you don't remember who the Avelians are, if you did see, if you did see the rise of Skywalker, and we're sorry, <laughs> yes, we are sorry. Uh, but uh, Babu Frick uh, in that film, one of the few good things about that film was Babu Frick. Uh, yeah, that's good. He was. This is their. This is their species. This is not Babu Frick, but it's it's the same alien race that he's with. And we get this wonderful scene because they're these tiny little creatures. Yeah. And Mando is like crouched over inside this. Oh, little that was so great. <laughs> he's like crouched over. So great. And trying to sit there and understand. And then we have another great visual because he. Not that many people can fit in there. You've got Carl Weathers and poor man. I look. I have bad <laughs> knees, so I can imagine uh, he's probably what 70, 75? Yeah, former NFL football player. I think he was a running back. I can't imagine his knees. <laughs> he's like having to get on all fours to talk uh, to through this hole. And like I said, I'm sure that was not fun for him that entire scene. Uh, and he's like trying to translate. And like eventually, you start to realize, oh well, they're kind of speaking English uh, a little bit. Oh, that was great. <laughs> and just the whole dynamics of this entire scene together and it ends with it ends with Rogu trying to like wrestle the wrestle hug the the avelian who was like in charge and you got the the little the avelian's like saying bad baby bad baby 
just a fantastic scene. Uh, like, were you afraid that he was about was. to eat the villain? Yes, I was very afraid. It was also it's fun to see Grogu towering over someone. I know because that doesn't ever happen. Like I said, I was a little concerned yeah, you know, there. Paul Weathers, Paul Weathers, former linebacker. Okay, linebacker. Again, probably horrible knees. Probably he horrible knees. Seventies. God knows <laughs> when they, they had no medical but yeah like i said i was a little concerned that he was trying to eat him but no he just it was pretty obvious by the time they got done that he was just wanting to keep it as a pet that's how he viewed the thing so uh but they're getting ready to leave and we get this sweet scene between mando and grogu as they're leaving he's kind of like instructing him about the ways of of being a mandalorian talking about you know you can't be it's not just about being a great fighter you have to know how to traverse the galaxy and he's like showing him all the controls and then his uh, enemy proximity radar starts going off and the pirates have followed him and they are coming after him and it's we get an really really cool space fight between mando and all these other people what do you think about this i thought is one of the best scenes of the, the show, especially showing off how good Mando is at line. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things I like about this is because they remind you that in this world that the that you, that you live in, you can't just be good at one thing. You, you've got to be good at hand to hand combat. You got to be a good fighter pilot. You got it there. You got to be good at multiple things. And one of the things that I like about this is it shows just what he can do in an actual starfighter uh, because he was a really good pilot yeah. in the, I can't remember the name of his previous ship, uh, the Razor Crest. That's what it was. He was a really good pilot and he did really well in that, but he can do a lot more in a ship that's designed for fighting and doing mm-hmm. dog fights like he is in this. Cause he is just taking out every single one of these ships, one after the other. And it's just impressive just to watch him navigate yeah. that. And I thought it was just fantastic. And then uh, Gorian Shard, who looks like Pizza the Hut. Yes, he does. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, he looks exactly like Pizza Hut, except he's green. He looks like a broccoli yeah, version yeah, yeah. Of, of Pizza yeah. Hut. Uh, Gorian Shard, who is the play by Nonzo Anozi. Uh, from what I understand, this guy is supposed to be kind of like a, a big deal. I don't recognize him from anything. But... Yeah, like I said, yeah. I don't I don't recognize him for anything, but apparently that's he's supposed to have they think he's going this this character will have a bigger role down the line in this in this season just because of the fact that this is the guy who's plays like I said, I don't recognize him, but apparently he's a bigger deal than what I'm aware of. So well, he's been on Ted Lasso. Oh yes, really? Yeah. I don't remember him on Ted Lasso. Hmm. He was someone named where did I just see him? He was on a couple episodes of Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Like I said, I don't remember him at all, to say the least. Oh, yeah, I do know this guy. Now that I get a bigger picture of him, he was in. Uh, did you see? Uh, sh- uh, it was a Netflix show, sh- uh, Sweet Foot or something. No, no, I, I did. Sweet Tooth, Sweet Tooth. That's what he was. I forgot okay. he was in that. Okay, yeah, I know who this guy is. Never mind. Yeah, he's been a ton of stuff. Yeah, I know this guy exactly. I'm a, I'm very much aware of this guy. Okay, yeah, I can see if this he's is in the Sandman too. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Sandman. Like I said, I was just looking at a small picture. Now that I clicked on him and see him, he, yeah, he's a much bigger deal. So yeah, I can see if this is the guy who they got for this this particular character. I can definitely see him becoming having a bigger role in in the show later on in later on episodes. It wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise me if they kind of do. Kind of like Bill Burr, where they he was they were adversaries yeah. at once, and now they're going to be they'll have to team up later on. So, uh, and let's just mention pirates are cool. Yeah, pirates are cool. There's no question about that. Pirates are fantastic. So, uh, but the show ends on with him making it to a planet in the same realm as the planet of Mandalore. It's not Mandalore, 
But he's going to this castle, uh, this Mandalorian castle, and we, for the first time this season, we see Bo-Katan cries again. And poor Katie Sackhoff uh, playing uh, Bo-Katan. She's damn bad, man. <laughs> what you think oh, about Oh, yeah, she's like emo, like just uh, hanging out, like looking depressed. Yeah, poor thing. So uh, here's the question. They bookend this episode with two different perspectives. You have the perspective of the armor played by Emily Swallow, who is very much, you know, we have our ways. This is our cult. And then you end it with the basically Bo-Katan who is trashing their beliefs and telling them that yeah. he's an idiot for following down this stuff. Are we? Are either of these people going to be villains before this show is over? Well, we know Bo-Katan wants that dark saber. Yeah, we know she wants the dark saber, mm-hmm. and she's one of the main characters enlisted in the cast this season. It's her and Pedro Pascal, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going her as a villain. Yeah, I, c- I could kind of see that as well because this is another thing. If you know the if you know the history of the character, if you know the history from I guess the Clone Wars, she actually her start was what's called uh, the Death Watch, and they were basically terrorists, is what they were. I mean, and yeah. then and then she has a redemption arc. So it wouldn't surprise me if she ends up going down that road as well uh, because yeah. she is kind of giving off some villain vibes. The way she's just kind of draped over this throne Very that she's sitting on. Very Game of Thrones villain, yeah, villain vibes. That's that's a good point. It, it very much felt kind of like a Game of Thrones situation that she's kind of giving off, and you know she's upset because you know she has her army has abandoned her because she didn't come back with the dark saber, and I, it's just really interesting because she is just hammering Pedro Pascal's uh, Mando Dinjarin for yeah. for believing in this cult and for going by their ways and like thinking she's like there is nothing special about those about the mines there's nothing special about those waters that you want to bathe in it's all it's all uh tomfoolery it's stupid why should you be doing that but in the same breath her entire planet her entire you know people all believe that in the power of this sword and that this symbol so i mean like i said so there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of competing like foolishness going on between all of these people because yeah. just because you have a sword doesn't mean that you should be able to be like the ruler like why are we all going this but like i said i think it'll be interesting to see if one of these two i, I tend to lean towards bo but I, it wouldn't surprise me if it ends up becoming a standoff between the people who follow bo's ways or the people who follow the armor's ways and I'll just be interested in how they play this out because that seems to be what they're setting this season up for is they're setting it up for who's going to eventually run Mandalore. And if, and I I want to know if they're going to try to make Din not believe in the code of the armor. Like I said, those are things I'm interested to see for the rest of the season. Well, I'm sure Pedro Pascal doesn't want that because he'd have to take off the mask more. <laughs> well, true. And that's, uh, that's what I'm, that's kind of the thing that's, going to kind of drive this is if you take his if you take Din's beliefs and basically he kind of he goes away from those and he kind of shirks those things and says you know what I don't believe in those those are those are things that you don't have to do to be a Mandalorian he can take his helmet off but if he takes his helmet off a lot more he's actually got to be on set so I'm right. sure this is something that they have discussed with with Din Jerem because that's kind of the thing that has saved the show we talked about this in our in our Patreon one of the things that was threatening the show at the beginning was that Pedro Pascal didn't like being in the helmet all the time in that first season. And now, unless he takes the helmet off, 
he's not in the he's not in the suit it's just his voice so like i said i'm sure they have discussed all this uh, with the with the character they know what they want to do with it and they've you know if they're going to need him actually on set more and because he's going to be taking his helmet off more i'm sure that's something that has been discussed but like i said i'll be interested how they how they do that and play that out yeah so all right uh i guess that takes us to the end of this episode is there anything else you want to add before we do our awards uh, no, I think, I think we're ready for some awards. Yeah, I think we're ready for some awards, too. So, let's go to it. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we finish up a, a, an episode of a season of a television show, we'll have to give out three awards. The top four award for us is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? It's going to be hard not to do this every episode, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Mando and Grogu. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's Pedro Pascal as Din Jariner. Well, what's just weird about this show is just because the fact that the way now you now have set it up is you've got one guy who's doing a voice and another guy who's actually in the suit. Uh, you know, you have to right. give... I don't know who is wearing the suit in, in the show. He's doing a fantastic job and because you have to be able to kind of get the mannerisms and all that type of stuff right. down obviously he's delivering the lines while he's on set but they're just dubbing over his lines with um with pedro pascal's reading of the lines but you know whoever it is they're they're combining to do a really good job and whoever is the puppeteer yeah. for for grogu is just absolutely fantastic Bravo. yeah Bravo. just fantastic stuff so uh the akatha all along the best scene to look what'd you go with i went with something you mentioned that has been very good where mando is discussing the mm-hmm. ways of Ma- the mandalorian and then it leads to the star the, the space fight yeah that that to me is easily the best episode the best scene yeah. of the week uh, that's one i went with as well just because you get like i said the bonding between the two of them that leads into a really cool space fight as well so you get all you get some really cool emotional moments there the if you come with the king you best not miss the best line of the week what'd you go with it happens when uh, they knock over the statue of Grief Karga to take out uh, IG-11. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and Din Djarin says, now that's using your head. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was that was a very classic kind of like wink, wink, yes. nod, nod line from, from yeah. Star Wars. So uh, I went with the uh, – when – when Grogu was trying to like make uh, the Avelian a pet, he's like, and, he, and Mando's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he's young, he's he, uh, you'll have to forgive him. I thought that was just great, just all the dialogue yeah. that was going on there. So bad baby, bad, bad baby. baby, yes, bad baby is fantastic. So, all right, here on the uh, Main Attraction Podcast, we have a five tier rating system. At the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Beneath Game of Thrones is a Lost. Middle of the Road Force is Friends. Beneath Friends is a Full House. Bottom of the Barrel is a Baywatch. Where are you so far with The Mandalorian after the first episode of the third season? So, the first two seasons of Game of Thrones with the loss, just to just to be cautious. I know I'm going to get to Game of Thrones, but because of, you know, we had to waste time with the Boba Fett stuff, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned more after Boba Fett and Obi-Wan were just okay. So, I'm going, I'm going lost just to be, just to be you know, uh, just cautious. For me, I'm going ahead and going to Game of Thrones just because, look, the first two seasons are Game of Thrones. It's one of my favorite shows, and I don't. Yeah. This didn't do anything to make me think that this show is not going to be fantastic. And then the, in the third season, so I'm sticking with the Game of Thrones, uh, like I said, because like those first two seasons are, and it just yeah. hits so many. It's still, even though with a couple of little slip ups and things I didn't like, uh, I just still think it's still just. I, I probably will be back to Game of Thrones next episode. 
All right, so before we sign off, we do want to uh, give you some things that we're looking forward to. What are some things you're looking forward to? So we've talked about this movie a couple of times. It's an Oscar movie, Triangle of Sadness. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's now on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It is. So uh, I, I, have you? I, I have watched it. I'm actually going to talk about it in our, our okay. recommendations. Well, I, so. I, have, I have not watched it, so I'd like to see it at some point. Or potentially, I need to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I said, it's, it's a very interesting movie. I'll say this. Uh, okay. Just to kind of give yeah. a little preview of that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's it's definitely it, it's a weird movie. Um, but we'll talk more about that that's in our heard. recommendations. Yeah. yeah, and then my next one, I have not... Uh, I, I have not watched... I'm sorry. I've gone to the movies yet, but there's a movie at the theater now, Operation Fortune. It's a Guy Ritchie movie. Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Hugh Grant is the villain. Came out this weekend. Didn't do that well. I I haven't heard of this. uh, yeah, it, well, it was it was supposed to come out a couple of years ago, and then it, some the studio got bought out or something, and then they just dropped it like this week. Really? And uh, I love Guy Ritchie. I love Guy Ritchie with Jason Statham. So right. it's it's up my alley. So I'm probably going to see it. It's called Operation Fortune. And okay. It has a really good has, it has good reviews too. So. Hmm. I, like I said, I have not even I have not even heard of it until you mentioned it, so that's uh, surprising yeah. to me. Uh, but yeah, that sounds it does sound really good. So, uh, anything else you got? That's it. Okay. That's it. All right. So for me, oh great, I just lost my list. There it is. All right. Uh, I sent you a trailer for this. They are a very short trailer. They have announced. For, Netflix has announced they are on May twenty fifth of this year. Arnold Schwarzenegger is making his first yeah. television show. It is going to be called Fubar. It is a spy comedy show, action spy comedy. Look, that we talked about dad TV on this show. That yeah. feels very much like dad TV. Absolutely. And dad TV. I cannot wait for that. I, I look, I don't know if it's going to be any good or not, but on May 25th, when it releases on Netflix, I will be watching to say the least. So, yeah. Uh, and, uh, like having Arnold back and having one-liners. Yes, yeah. it's it's that will be fantastic. It will be absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait. So, uh, next is coming up. I finally got caught up all the way through you season uh, four part one and you season four part two releases on Thursday. I think yeah Thursday. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so I'll be watching it. Uh, that will be a good one. I'm pretty sure they're. I'm really interested how they finish up that uh, the second half of the fourth season. I'm really annoyed by this whole splitting things up now that you do uh, that Netflix is doing. But nevertheless, that's for her another yeah, time, another day. <laughs> and on, another thing I'm looking forward to the season finale of um, Poker Face is coming out this week as well on oh, on Thursday. Yeah. And yeah, I have, really good, really good last episode. Yeah, this, this has been just an absolutely fantastic show. It's been one of it's yeah. going to be. When we get to uh, top shows of 2023 at the end of this year, it's going to be one of the ones that I will. It's it's going definitely to be in contention. Yeah, it'll definitely be in contention. So I can't wait for that. So, uh, all right, I guess that wraps us up this week. Anything else you want to add? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>